0: What's up, music buzzers? We're back. It's Lauren Bremley. And Justine Avila. And you're listening to The Music Buzz, the podcast where we talk about music, pop culture, and current events while we get buzzed. And we're already halfway there. I was about to say, like, just a little discretionary note. Um, We're probably a beer and a half deep, but, you know, these are like days where we haven't been drinking quite as much. And my tolerance is down. I'm, I'm feeling litty. Yeah. I mean, it's a Friday night and I'm feeling good. <laughs> like, um, do you, you, I wonder if you feel this way. I felt like at the beginning of quarantine, I was drinking so much every day. Oh, it was like
1: 3 p.m. like cocktail. Cause it yeah. was like, what else am I going to do? And like, I cannot stay awake with nothing to do until eight.
0: Exactly. And you're like, I'm working from home. Like it's fine if I make a margarita at 3 p.m. Right. And so my tolerance was high, high, high. And then I was like, I had a moment where I was like, I should probably like chill out. And then once life kind of started to go back to normal, like I just haven't been drinking as much. And now I'm like a 21 year old again. Exactly.
1: I feel like I it's exactly as you said. And then at one point it just got super busy. Like we were all opened again. So then it was like, oh, I need to chug water because I have to function during the day. And that's a new yeah. normal.
0: I have to meet with people in person now. It's weird. It's not. It's not okay, but that being said, we are a little buzzed, so just, just keep that in the back of your mind. And we're buzzing on
1: something new and delicious from Yazoo Brewing, which is Morning Glory, which automatically makes me think of Oasis. Wait,
0: I think it's Morning Iris. Oh. IPA. I thought, I thought Maybe it was it Morning is. Glory. I messed You're it up. You're probably right. Like, I'm drunk. What do I know? <laughs> but it is from Yazoo, and it's an IPA, and it's so delicious, like... I'm, I'm feeling joy about it. No, you're totally right. You're right. Yeah. always Who Oasis. was I to doubt you?
1: What's your story, Morning Glory?
0: Oh, uh, I love that. Immediately came to mind. I just think about the movie with um, Rachel McAdams. Did you ever see that about the morning news anchor?
1: No. Was it good?
0: Great, like, rom-com movie. Oh, yeah. I, I'm in the market for a good rom-com. 10 out of 10 recommend. I watched it on a plane, like, two years ago. Oh,
1: fabulous. Yeah. I've been watching, like, the old... Matthew McConaughey rom-coms from like were those even the 2000s yeah yeah I think like Mm -hmm. early 2000s like how to lose a guy in 10 days classic it's just so good and he is so good
0: he's amazing and after reading his book Greenlight did you like it I really liked it yeah And he talked about that section of his life where he was just like, I took a break from serious roles because everyone wanted me to do these rom-coms and they paid so well that I couldn't say no. So he's like, I just got pigeonholed into that for a while. So like a whole stretch of his career in the early 2000s was just rom-coms, which I'm thankful for because they're good.
1: (laughs) Same. And it was quite a deviation from like where he was because he did Dazed and Confused and then he was the rom-com guy.
0: Right. Like he played a bunch of different like some goofy characters, but some intense characters, and then, yeah, was just, like, the love interest. But, like, sorry, when you look like that, you have to be the love interest in a rom-com. Like, you, yeah, you have no choice. Sorry. Yeah. Today, we're just going to, like, tell you about all the current music news that's going on. It's been a minute since we've recorded, but we're back to catch you up on the tea. Things are popping off. Like, life's getting back to normal. They're
1: popping off a little too much.
0: Uh-oh. What do you mean by that? Do we
1: talk about it? I think we need to. So <laughs> Nashville
0: is like one big cooped up, pen up bar. And... It is, but I think we also need to mention that Nashville, during the last six months especially, has been a place where people knew that they could go out of town where things were kind of open.
1: Correct. It's like... The bar opened early, so everyone's coming here to drink. And that includes people with surgical or medical (laughs) procedures.
0: Is that the best way to describe it? Just everyone is here going ham. And there was kind of a wild story that came out this past, was it this last weekend? Yes, it was this past weekend. I just, it's really upsetting <laughs> to talk about. I'm you have really to tell the people. About it. Tell the people. I, I saw a tweet and <laughs> it was about how there was a person in Kid Rock's bar downtown on Broadway in Nashville who had a colostomy bag, which if you don't know, <laughs> is a bag full of poop. And was very belligerently drunk, (laughs) flinging it around the bar. Multiple people. (laughs) I'm not okay. (laughs) You guys, this is not, it's not okay. (laughs) It's literally been a poop storm. (laughs)
1: I have so many logistical questions.
0: <laughs> like that thing okay. just pops right off. N- I guess multiple people were splashed. <laughs>
1: like like 30 right, people. Okay, okay. We gotta give people context. <laughs> so
0: is that not enough context? <laughs> but the type of establishment they were in. Oh, I mean so it's, it's Kid <laughs> Rock's bar. Yeah. I don't know what else you need to know.
1: It's, Kid Rock's bar has been the one bar during the pandemic. Like all of Broadway has been like, you know, COVID, we're kind of shutting down. Kid Rock's bar has just been like, no, we are not yeah. shutting down. Like Morgan Wallen got arrested outside of that bar. Like I think it made the, the New York Times or Page Six or TMZ one of them for being like packed mm-hmm. during October. Maybe. Yeah, it like was early when, on. Yeah.
0: So they have just not closed. They have not cared. Do not require masks. They were open. The whole pandemic, basically, like Kid Rock said, F you. I don't care. And COVID isn't real. And we're haven't partying. had like just half capacity
1: anything. It's been like packed in oh droves. Yeah. Lying
0: outside the door. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Music on all three levels. So, of course, this happened.
0: I just can't. I I saw this tweet about this and I was like, I thought it was the onion. Like I literally thought it was like a satire article. I was like, there's no way this is real. And I literally had to Google it and like find it in multiple sources to make sure that it was real. And alas, like this guy who was flinging around this colostomy bag got arrested because that's like assault. Like multiple people had poop splashed on them in the bar. I understand wanting to go out, wanting to get back to some sort of normal life. I don't want to go out that bad. So I'm just going to add
1: to this. I happen to be uh, walking on Broadway. you about to say,
0: I happen to be at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got some flung in my face.
1: <laughs> um, and on Wednesday, so four or five days after this happened, that bar was still packed five days I later.
0: I cannot believe people continued Five to days later. There. Like, if you're going there still after this, you deserve to have poop flung on you. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, 100%. Insanity. I just, it makes me never want to go to Broadway ever again. I'm fully fine, never attending anything else on Broadway as long as I live. Watch me be there in like two months. But like, right, mentally in my mind and in my soul- you're not going. I'm disgusted, and but like, what's worst of all, I'm not surprised.
1: Oh no, hundred percent.
0: Like, of course that happened there, and of course it's still crowded. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand.
1: I don't either. But get on those folks.
0: Anywho, that's what's happening in Nashville. Please don't mm-hmm. come here. <laughs> Do not travel here.
1: You may you literally here, get poop flung in your face.
0: Literally, like this is the zoo. It's the zoo. <laughs> Like, monkeys are more (laughs) civilized. Literally.
1: That would be correct. That's accurate.
0: (sighs) Okay, well, now that we've talked about poop for the first half of the podcast, in some lighter news, music-wise, we're kind of coming to this turning point where all these artists are, like, ready to do everything again. Like, they're ready to tour again. They're ready to, like, release records again because they can tour them again. So we have had a ton of album announcements and i think one of the biggest ones that we're i think i'm speaking for both of us when i say we are most excited about is the next casey record oh yeah she's finally been talking about it like we obviously knew one was coming but like to actually hear that she has several songs recorded and like has been in the studio and it's like legit coming soon is exciting but she hasn't she hasn't released a date specifically yet
1: no, and I don't know that she's r- released because I've seen photos online. She's been in the studio with the same people, but I'm curious if it's been it's going to be anyone new because she usually works with, like, Daniel Tashin and Ian Fitchhook.
0: Yeah, and she um, has been working with them again on this record, mm-hmm. which I think is safe to assume then that it's going to be kind of along the same vibes as um, Golden Hour, obviously, maybe a little bit different, not exactly the same, but, like, she's working with the same the same producers. So,
1: yeah, I'm super excited for the follow-up. And I'm, I know we talked about this on some previous episodes, but I'm curious to hear the type of music that will come out because Golden Hour was very happy. Some of the songs we're talking about when she met her uh, now ex-husband. So I'm curious where she takes the next record.
0: Me too. And she has released, um, I don't know if she's officially released these titles or if the fans have just uncovered them on their own. I can't remember, but cherry blossom is the name of one song. And there's another song that she alluded to as well. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I'm curious
1: if she's going to do a, like a duet with Harry Styles.
0: Ooh, that would be so good. It would be expected. Yeah, like, it would make total sense. But yeah, she, like, has posted a lot of photos with cherry blossoms in them. And then, so someone actually released, in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, a photo of the track listing. But instead of, like, the full spelled out song titles, it was just initials. And there was, like, one song that was, like, CB. So, like, that's obviously cherry blossom. One that was the other song title, which I can't remember for some reason. Um, so people were trying to like deduce like what those song titles could be from like just the letters of the, That's the first cool. letter of each of the words. So either way, it's coming. I'm excited, and I'm just like interested to see if she goes back towards her like more traditional country kind of. So vibes.
1: I I don't think she is because she also announced. Her new partnership with Interscope, oh, I believe. Oh, right, right, right. So that has me guessing that she's really leaning into almost the crossover pop space. And I so it would true. make sense. I mean, Golden Hour made sense because it crossed over so well.
0: Yeah. And so now her record is going to be... Co- like, it's a joint release with Interscope and universal universal i believe
1: so so she's on i think some sort of jv deal where it's country and then they have the pop pushing side of it which seems to be more common Mm -hmm. lately um especially for country artists like you've seen it with some of the country releases they all did the uh snake oil diplo record and pushing that that to pop radio um You know, Miranda Lambert did it with El King and their song Drunk.
0: Which also is such a bop. That's like one of my favorite songs right now.
1: It's a great bop, but again, is working on the pop side of things.
0: Yeah. And I think looking back to Golden Hour, that obviously was kind of a hybrid of both. I feel like she did kind of leave the countryside behind for most of that. I mean, obviously we did like a lengthy breakdown of the whole thing, but she did leave behind a lot of the country, the heavy country sounding songs on that record and it was more pop but she still always has like her texas flair with Correct. everything
1: and i i mean this is just me being me but i feel like she did it in a more understated way where she wasn't actually pushing songs on that record to pop radio herself i think it snowballed yeah. into that and then what she does is the miguel song or the troy Savon song and that's like her being a feature on a pop song.
0: Yeah. Oh, also, um I am now in this um Discord chat group with the podcast listeners. I'm just like really deep into the internet, you guys. And um it's another element, truly. And there was this whole thread where someone said, "What is a song that came out in the last year?" that you just knew was going to be way bigger than it ended up being. And people said easy by Troy Sivan and Casey, like they thought that was going to be like a much bigger hit mm-hmm. than it was. And it really like, it, ha- it has all the elements of like a huge pop song, but it just didn't really
1: go anywhere. Like it didn't do anything. I know it was, a, it's funny you mentioned that because I was listening to it the other day and I'm like, this is a bop, but it was like, Also a blip because I remember hearing A bop and a blip. I love that. I call it a blip bop Um, (laughs) because I just remember hearing about it for like two weeks. The video came out and then that was it.
0: Yeah. And the video was so hyped up too, which Mm -hmm. I loved the video. It was great. But yeah, it really like. Jenna's Toy Box. Another reason to come to Nashville. Except still don't. (laughs) (laughs) Please stay away. Yeah. That was a great video but and also a great song, but I was surprised that it didn't really go anywhere. But also I feel like we should touch on like, Casey has had some like personal life, not even drama, just like news, you know, that everyone's been invested in.
1: Well, her and Rustin, I feel like they made the announcement simultaneously. I think that that was probably scheduled.
0: That's true. So they, when did they announce their divorce? Like over a year or no, it was like into the year last year. I think it was in April. Oh, so like early on. Yeah. I think it
1: was fairly early
0: on. So they've obviously been like separated for a long time and they're now supposedly dating new people. So Rustin, I think is like been a little more open about his relationship now, which like it was rumored that he was dating Olivia Munn there for a while.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And then that just kind of like fell off. And then suddenly he's now like Instagram official with this new girl. Who's just like a model, I think. In Nashville. Yeah. And so then people started digging deep into like what Casey was up to. And people found these weird paparazzi photos of her with this like tall, beautiful, like hunk of a man who was just this rando doctor guy who lives in Nashville. And everyone was like, who is this person? And how did they even meet? Like in what scenario was she hanging out with some like random doctor? And, Now people are saying they already broke up and I was really excited about her dating a doctor. Like I really just thought she deserves that.
1: Also he's like a gorgeous man.
0: Yeah. Good for her. I really was loving that for her. So I don't really know what's going on there, but I hope that she's still dating the doctor. But then this past week also Casey Musgrave suddenly showed up at this snow cone food truck in Nashville and she ended up like posting about it later in the day, and she evidently had like tweeted something that she wanted to like work at a snow cone shop for the summer or something.
1: So I will clear the record. Thank you. Please do. No, it's just because I like follow her on Instagram, but I think she just was like, I, like follow
0: her every week, Yeah, no I'm deal. just
1: like you know, <laughs> uh. But I think she was like getting a car wash, and there were a lot of colors, and then she was in an outfit with a lot of colors, and she was like, "I need to work at a snow cone stand," and uh, then. Okay. I guess this Nashville snow cone truck was like, Oh heck yeah.
0: Yeah. So they DM'd her and they said, if you want to come work the truck for the day, we'll donate any proceeds to charity. And That's so she awesome. was like, hell yeah. Like I'm showing up. And so they gave away free snow cones and it was like donation only or something. And then you could, the, all that went to charity, which was cute. But then she got into like really hot water because she made a joke and tweeted and I think captioned her photo on Instagram I'm an essential worker. And so everyone was so mad. They're like, babe, you're not an essential worker. It's not even oh, funny to joke I about that. For like know. all the nurses who have been, I like, didn't know she eyes. did that. Yeah. I, she might've deleted it now, but I was seeing a lot of backlash and I felt bad because oh. I thought it was funny. Like I obviously knew she wasn't also, coming from a place like, of like thinking that she was as good as a nurse for working at a snow cone truck for a day. Like it obviously was a joke, but yeah, I mean, and I, and I get
1: the like, I guess heightened emotions around it, but like also we've got
0: to be able to joke here, people. Right. Like she knows that she's not an essential worker. (laughs) There's no misconstruing that, but I get it. I get like, if I were an actual essential worker, I might feel different about the joke. So I, I can appreciate that, but I did love the snow cone thing. I, I wish I could have gotten a snow cone from Casey, but you you love her. Whatever. Of course I do. I'm a Stan since day one. No shame in my game. Remember when she fell on us in a bar? <laughs> or at her. a show, actually.
1: It was at it was at um Luke Dick's show. Republican, Republican hair. hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh her and Rustin.
1: Rustin. We should have known.
0: Yeah, she fell on us and then called Justine a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it,
1: she joked. She did joke. say just kidding, but her <laughs> delivery just made me I was like, I puckered a
0: little bit. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Clean up in aisle five. No. Meanwhile, I was like, oh my God, she thinks we're like close enough to joke <laughs> with. I love that for her. Meanwhile, us. I was like, what's she talking
1: about? Like, <laughs> I'll walk over there to her. I'll fight her. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So in JK. other... JK. Casey. Yeah. Please don't hate us. Don't beat us up. Don't send your boyfriend to beat us up. Like, Because he could. He's beefy. He's strong. Yeah. He could. So in other album release news, our girl Olivia Rodrigo, who is the talk of the freaking town is releasing her album this month in May, May 21st. It's called Sour, which is very fitting love considering it. the content. Love it. I'm really interested to hear what it sounds like. What do you think about Deja Vu?
1: I love it. I I know we've talked about it, and I wish I didn't love it, but I love it. And I love all the like weird vocal things she does. I'm sure it has an official title, but I just I love it. You don't love it. I see your face. Yeah, I think it's we did dropping. talk about this.
0: I don't love it. I don't... I like it, though, but I don't love it, and I want to love it. I didn't
1: want to love it, and then I ended up loving it.
0: You, and th- I feel like that's the most common reaction. It's like, people are like, I didn't really want to like it. Like, that's what the TikTok kids are listening to, and then, like, I love it. I can't help it. Yeah. I just can't really get into it, but I am... I'm excited for the record because maybe she'll have some, like, deep album cuts that, like, I can just really resonate i know you're
1: always into the deep cuts
0: i'm just like really indie you know of course you are but it's interesting because she released her track listing and it's like all songs so we all we've talked about her story behind driver's license and how it's linked in with joshua bassett the kid from high school musical the musical the show and so obviously that's like the major relationship in her life that she's writing these songs about and all of the tracks Let me just read you some of these track titles. Hit me. Brutal. Traitor. Driver's license. One step forward, three steps back. Deja vu. Good for you. Enough for you. Happier. Jealousy, jealousy. Favorite crime. Hope you're okay. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to say from that track listing,
1: it already sounds like an album I will love. totally, Uh, And- You know my theory. Best albums are the, like, they're pissed, heartbroken, Adele's 21, Maroon 5, Songs About Jane. It's going to be a fire album. It really is. The issue is when artists get happy.
0: I hate to say it, but it is true. It's a problem. But but you know what? Golden Hour is proof that that's not always true. That That, was her happy album. Do you want to know why? You ready for it? Because she did drugs?
1: Because she's (laughs) happy and sad at the same time.
0: Oh, Okay, what I did there. there? You got me there. Okay, that's fair. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be just angsty. And like, we need that teenage angst in our lives. Oh,
1: 100%.
0: I also saw she had in an interview talked about how she was inspired by Cardi B. And she was like, Cardi B just makes me feel like I can be whoever I want to be. And like, she just makes me feel comfortable being myself because she's so comfortable being herself. And then Cardi B responded, in a tweet and was like, girl, your voice is so amazing. Like you're such an inspiration too, or something like that. And I was like, this is such an unlikely friendship, but that's what everyone likes so much about Olivia Rodrigo. Like she's so endearing and sweet that like she, everyone loves her like from Cardi B to like my 18 year old niece to like Justine
1: (laughs) (laughs) to even me
0: to even Justine.
1: Uh, yeah. But that's, again, I feel like she's at the point in her career where she still has some sort of vulnerability and she's is who she is and is not living up to some facade. Like other people we know pretending to be Ooh, people they're not, which is fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, she still has like the semblance of innocence to her.
0: Yeah. I think she, and I think it's also just like gen, a genuine personality. Like she really is humble. Correct. Which I think just you can't help but root for somebody who's has humility you know
1: 100 percent.
0: so i'm excited to hear that that will be interesting
1: it'll be fire also hang on one last thing she's a musical guest on snl this week oh
0: yeah along with or no what is it she is she in with uh elon musk no because so So we're recording this on friday tomorrow Elon Musk and Miley Cyrus. Oh, of course. That makes sense. Or tomorrow. And then I forget who she's performing with. Host wise? Yeah. Um, they have some interesting pairings coming up.
1: Can I just say I went down a rabbit hole of Jolene the other day and Miley Cyrus's backyard sessions of Jolene, and Miley, I think, is like 18 or 19. If you have not seen it or heard it, go do yourself a favor and google that right now. Her voice singing that song is incredible.
0: Her she was meant to sing that song 100%. Also, all of Miley's backyard sessions, whatever that like series was, were so good. Yeah, and she's like she has her hair in a bun. It's like not anything overproduced. Like she's in a t-shirt and just like slays. Oh yeah. One of my favorite songs from that is she performed uh Don't Dream It's Over with Ariana Grande and they're like in onesies. It and they're just like chilling on this like inflatable couch singing the best vocals of their lives. Of course like, they are. It's so good. Definitely look that up too. We'll post that on the gram, I think.
1: Do it for the gram.
0: Also, the host for Olivia Rodrigo's episode of SNL is Keegan-Michael Key. Oh. Which I feel nice. like would be a good episode. Yeah, I think it will. He's hilarious obviously and a good actor. So right. That'll be a good one. And you know Olivia, because she's acted as well, will be in some sketches.
1: Oh, 100%. Then they're going to be fire.
0: I'm excited about that. And then the next episode after that is Lil Nas X and Anna Taylor-Joy from Queen's Gambit.
1: Oh, wow. That's
0: a random pairing, too. Also
1: going to be great.
0: Yeah, because I could see Lil Nas X doing sketches,
1: too. 100%.
0: I feel like he could like very easily transition into the acting world. He has a very like expressive personality and like in his music videos and stuff, like he can act clearly.
1: Yeah. And he has a following. It's like a built in
0: following. He's perfect. So it wouldn't be a music buzz episode if we weren't at least mentioning Taylor. And She's broken some records with her re-record of Fearless, which... Are we shocked? Are we shocked? Absolutely not. I feel like everyone really hyped up the re-release of Fearless. And I will say it was nostalgic to go back and listen all the way through because I haven't listened to some of those songs in years and years. But also some of them, I'm like, there's a reason I haven't listened to these (laughs) in years and years. But it was nice. It was still good like memories to re-listen, but like, I don't really need to re-listen to it again for a while.
1: A hundred percent. I also compared the Taylor's version versus the old version. And I kind of like the old version. I know I'm a curmudgeon, but I do like that. Like it's not over vocally produced. Like she sounds young. I don't know how to describe it in musical terms, but the voice sounds different. Yeah. And it's like a little more innocent. Yeah. Because she's been singing for a very long time.
0: Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that on our last episode. And we talked about some of the new songs, which I think some we like, some we don't necessarily love. But what's crazy is that her album was the biggest debut of, 20, of any album in 2021. And which is especially crazy because these are not new songs. Right. And then it was the biggest album in country music since 2015. It's crazy. And she's not even a country artist anymore. (laughs) So crazy. It's just so, it's just the power of the Swifties. Like there is just no other fan base like the Swifties. I'm sorry. There's not, they are dedicated that they are and they're vast. Yeah. And it's like, she's Taylor is not the first artist to do this re-record to like get their rights back. Like Jojo did this a few years ago. And I think at 1.30 seconds to Mars oh. did it
1: too. Cause they had the whole EMI like battle, mm-hmm. all of that.
0: Yeah. I, I vaguely remember that now that you say that, but it's just because people have like been so closely intertwined in this story. And like, it's very personal to them because Taylor has like explained a lot of her personal side. People are just invested. And like the day that it, dropped everyone was posting about listening to the album and being like well i haven't listened to the song in so long i forgot how hard this song slaps like i'm still sobbing to 15 like oh my god
1: of course <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's just something you should know like she's still breaking records anything she does and releases breaks a record
1: i was about to say can she do it like release anything that doesn't break a record
0: no and now she's at the point where she is the owner of so many records that like she's breaking her own records, you know,
1: goals. Like truly that is goals. And it speaks to her work ethic.
0: That is true. What a That's champ. Sure. Also, everyone did think that the third album was going to come out this past, like the last uh, Friday in April. And there were like all these TikTok theories of like why people were convinced. Nothing. They thought it was going to be Woodvale which was the title that was found in the clouds of like, uh, I think it was folklore that it was uh, found in. okay. Folklore or Evermore, I can't remember. But like deep in the clouds, like the text, uh, Woodvale was in there and everyone was like, this is clearly not an accident. Like right. she doesn't make mistakes, but she claims that it was an accident. And do we believe her? I don't know.
1: So speaking of Taylor breaking records, because she's always winning awards for these records and she won a Grammy this past year. Uh, the Recording Academy decided to change the rules up a bit.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if they've like made any official changes, but they've made an announcement that they're working on getting rid of the nomination committees, which
1: do you know what those are?
0: Yeah, vaguely, but do you want to like kind of give the breakdown?
1: Yeah. It's essentially like this secret group. If you're on a nomination committee, You don't talk. It's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. Um, And in essence, you I believe they hold these meetings in California um, in time for the awards. And you go in, and you're supposed to go in kind of almost like deaf to the music, and you're presented. And then you rate it based on certain criteria. And then I think you may be able to discuss it. Because then they move forward with nominations. But again, it's it's kind of like one of those things that's very secretive behind the curtain. No one talks about it. And this past year, The weekend brought really shed a light on it and was like, this is BS. And it, again, it related to his performance at the Super Bowl and the different I think, I don't know if there was a radius clause or whatnot, but he couldn't perform on the Grammys. And then turns out he wasn't nominated for much and he he had a massive year and that's when he was like well what what are they doing like how what is the criteria
0: yeah the episode right before the super bowl we talked about this a little bit where there was just a lot of it's always kind of been a little vague on what these nomination committees are and as we've kind of said before too, like it kind of is a necessary evil because if people do know who is on these committees and how they're making those decisions, then you know who to try to influence. So they keep it secretive so that there's no bias. But like by doing that, then you're keeping everyone else in the dark about like, there's no accountability from the outside on whether there's bias or not because no one from the outside knows who it is or what's going on. So, and like the weekend is not the first to make any like accusations or like have something negative to say about the Grammy nomination committees, but I think it just got a lot of attention and now people, I don't know what it is. I feel like people are getting more and more comfortable with just like going after these big companies even like these powerful companies like people are getting less and less afraid of making them mad because it is possible to like thrive without getting nominated for grammys and without going so like they're like okay what's the worst that could happen like i'm not gonna be blackballed in the music industry because i'm doing this i don't know why that is happening now but but i feel like at least from my perspective it's
1: also A narrative on where we are culturally. Like this past year, I think has been a big reset for everyone, but also to your point, speaking up against corporations with the Me Too movement and then Black Lives Matter movement, it's like, okay, people don't have a lot to lose. And if something's wrong, then we're not just gonna shove it under the rug and be like, oh, we've, you know, hired a separate committee to like look into this. Which uh, the, has been like the common response. I think yeah. now with everything that's happened, at least in the United States, it's like, nope, this is wrong. And oh, to your point, Lauren, at least in the music industry, this doesn't negatively impact me. So what do I care? I don't get the award. Like yeah. I'm still going to play at the Super Bowl. And so I think there's some of that. But it's interesting to me that like the Grammys, I think since 2018, has really gone through controversy year after year after year and they finally seem to be in a place where they're like instituting some sort of change. I think it's like three to four years too late, but at least better late than never.
0: Yeah. So I'm interested to see what they do because they're going to have to, I mean, eliminating the nomination committees is going to fully restructure how these awards work. A hundred percent. I'm curious how it's going to work now. I wonder if it'll be like a fully peer-nominated thing, or what.
1: I don't know, but I'm I'm curious to see how it turns out and how that will shake things up for next year.
0: Yeah, and I w- I wonder if it'll be implemented by next year. Surely, if they're talking about it now, like this.
1: I w- I mean, I would hope so. Surely, you so. can't
0: talk about it now and then say, "Oh, J.K."
1: we're going to do the same, same old, same old until 2023.
0: Yeah. And I think it'll be good for them to like kind of bring a little bit of like the honor back to the Grammys ceremony, because I think if people can like feel that it's a trustworthy and fair process, it will kind of get back to being something that you're like so I mean not that people are obviously proud of winning them but because there's so much like controversy and so much scandal around it like I think having a little bit more of a fair and like open process will make people feel like it's back to the old like this is such an honor to get this you know yeah I mean I think so too. I'm
1: with you on that. And I think, I mean, this is my personal opinion, but they need to revamp the show a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's lost some of its allure of being like, oh my gosh, we're at the Grammys. Now I think it's like, uh, it's almost like the MTV Awards in a weird way, where it's like, let's make a statement with our performance and then that's about it. Because there's nothing else.
0: Obviously this year was super strange because we still couldn't be fully in person so they tried to do the best they could but what i did like about it is they kind of let go of like the weird combo performances where it's like a legend and a newbie performing like this mashup like they used to do so many of those and it was just like (laughs) it was like ballad after ballad yeah and it's like those were cool when it was once in a while where you'd be like oh hell yeah this is cool to see these artists together but they started just doing it just because it was a like shock value thing to do. And it's like, it's not shocking anymore when you do it every year. Also, I feel like it's
1: a very blatant play at let's see how many artists we can get on the stage at oh once. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Knock that out. And it's not fun when you're expecting it, which we all started Correct. doing.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So I'm very curious to see how the show goes next year.
0: Okay. So in other things that we literally can't stop talking about, I read this really interesting article about TikTok, and <laughs> Bob One time at camp. <laughs> literally. The Bob left letter uh was about this article from Bloomberg about how TikTok actually is a lot more contrived and what's the word? It's a lot more orchestrated than they like to let on. Like they my buzzword is manufactured. Yes, perfect word they make it seem like all these trends are just driven from, like, what is most popular on TikTok, but it's really not. Like, it's really the other way around where, like, people are catching on to trends because they've been manufactured by TikTok. And so this article was so crazy to read through because I obviously have known and we've kind of talked about how tiktok like works very closely with their most popular creators because before tiktok was tiktok it was musically and so they brought on like the bit i mean it just basically transitioned into tiktok but they create like a um
1: what's it called like a creator marketplace and like creator community
0: yeah, so like these mu- kids from Musically had already had millions and millions of followers from just lip syncing songs, which is what Musically was, and so they basically worked closely with those top creators on Musically to like transition into this new world of TikTok. So they'll literally go as far as to tell them, "Here are the hashtags you need to be using. Here are the brands that we're talking to, and this is the content that they want to sponsor. So if you want to do content like this." You can be sponsored by Bose headphones or whatever. None of that was super surprising to me. It was a little surprising that they were like going as far as to say, these are the hashtags you need to use. And these are the types of videos you need to do. But What was really interesting to me as well was they talked specifically about Megan The Stallion. Hmm. And obviously hmm. Savage was a huge hit on TikTok. Like one of the biggest songs on TikTok. And basically... I don't know, it was like a chicken and the egg situation. I don't know if if that song blew up on TikTok first and then they started doing this or if because they were already working with Megan the Stallion's team, this happened. But TikTok started working closely with Megan's team. I don't know if it was label or management or what, but they wanted to push... Basically, TikTok was like, we're going to put these five clips of your songs on TikTok and organically see which ones kind of pop off, like which ones people are using the most... And they used that, they used TikTok engagement to decide which single was gonna be next after Savage.
1: But so that's not that uncommon because I know we talk about him a lot too, but Morgan Wallen did that. On TikTok? Yeah. He released a couple of unreleased songs.
0: Oh, yeah. We and talked about that. saw
1: the reaction. I think that's what happened. I could have the songs mixed up. But like Seven Summers got the reaction that it did. And so they released it and it blew up.
0: Well, it's just crazy because then this article goes on to talk about after Megan's music started blowing up, there was this one girl who created the dance to Savage. They went back to this girl who created the dance for Savage and they were like, hey, Megan the Stallion, is a brand ambassador for Savage Fenty. You're going to put on a Savage Fenty outfit, do the Savage dance to further promote both Megan's song and her brand deal. Crazy. It's nuts. And it's like so smart. Like it makes total sense, but it's just. Did they pay her? Yeah.
1: Yeah. She made a lot of money. It's
0: just interesting to see like how closely, like I knew TikTok was working with like the music industry and like, In this article, they specifically said, like, the creator of TikTok, his plan was always to work with the music industry rather than disrupt it, which is why, like, there are only certain clips that you can use, and if you're, you know, adding in your own music, your video will be taken down, because it's, like, they're, you know, making sure that, like, the rights are allocated in the right places and stuff, but it's crazy that they're working so closely with these artists to use it as a platform to push songs and also to like use their most popular creators to use those songs
1: to push them as well. Yeah. It's another, another like part of promotion.
0: It just, it makes sense, but it's just so insane to me. It's not real. And like they, the fact that they like pay them, pay the top creators to use those certain songs. It's like, Really, you're like, is this song that good? Or is it just that I'm hearing it five jillion times every time I open this app? It's like radio. And you're, yeah, 100%.
1: I wonder, too, I'm curious to see when we're fully back open, how engagement on TikTok will be.
0: Yeah. I feel like, honestly, I feel like it's going to remain the same. Because now, people have like built TikTok followings, being in their houses, doing nothing. Now that they're out and about and doing things and like traveling and going it's to like, like more, social more content. events, there's more, more content. Yeah. So then it's like more content that you want to post, but then you're also going to see more content. It's like a vicious cycle. I feel like it's going to, it's going to maintain. Yeah. Of course there's always like the next new thing. Something else will pop up and then wow. we'll lose interest. But of course like pe- clubhouse forgotten. <laughs> I already don't remember it. So do people use it anymore? Yeah, they definitely do, but a lot less. Oh, wow. I mean, that app, I mean, it could have a comeback still, but like that app had like a a three-week lifespan.
1: Wow. Yeah. I never signed on. Never? Not once.
0: Yeah. It's still like, I mean, I haven't been on it in weeks, but (laughs) it still serves a purpose. Like it's still. But everyone's
1: copycatting it.
0: it. Mm -hmm. Like Twitter.
1: Twitter, I think Facebook, I heard was working on something similar. Yeah. So it's just, wow, it's tough.
0: I know. I do wonder what the next thing is going to be, but I think TikTok is is going to be around for a while, not forever, I don't think, but but for a Minute. while. Yeah. I mean, it's like Vine. Vine stuck Vine. around for several years. Now it's gone and dead. R.I.P. But e. we have Sean
1: Mendes because of it.
0: Right, and like so many good, like, comedians and stuff. But anywho. Should we talk about our currents? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, I was about to ramble some more,
1: but let's talk about our currents. Do you have something else to say?
0: I want to hear no. it. No. All right. Justine, what are you currently reading, watching, and listening to Spill the Tea? <laughs> What's been entertaining I mean, you? I've been reading the same book I was reading the last time we <laughs> spoke,
1: so I'm not even going to update you on that, but it's Think Again. It's great. I I'm still s- want
0: to read that. I've been hearing more and more people talk about it
1: still trying to think again. What I've been watching. So, I've been watching Trash TV as I usually do. As you should. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Rest in peace, the show. Um, I will give a movie recommendation, Ooh. which I am honored to give because I usually fall asleep uh, <laughs> during movies, but I stayed up for this one. It's called My Octopus Teacher.
0: Oh, I need to watch that.
1: It's so good and a couple people told me about it and I was like this is weird. I watched it while I was not drinking so I was completely sober and I was like this is going to be weird. It was weird and awesome and like almost like beautiful in a very strange way but this man goes through a midlife crisis is not inspired. He is a videographer and director and he goes to visit this octopus for a year
0: and it's like a documentary right yeah
1: it's a real octopus like real story so um and it actually won an oscar
0: yeah i was gonna say
1: so um yeah it was recommended and i was like this is so bizarro i cannot not watch it so that's what i've been watching and then listening to i am a sasha sloan stan and last week she released when was it over a duet with sam hunt and i can't stop listening it's and I won't and I won't stop beautiful. listening. You shouldn't. It's great. You liked it too. Uh,
0: yeah, I did. Um, it, It's an interesting pairing. Like uh, it kind of makes sense through the Shane McAnally link. Like Sasha has written with Shane. Shane's written and worked closely with Sam. So it like that kind of makes sense. But I never would have put Sasha Sloan and Sam as artists together.
1: I know. And that's why I love it. It works. Yeah. All right, Lo, hit me with your currents, what you've been reading, what you've been watching, Ooh. listening to, all that good stuff.
0: Okay. So I'm currently reading a book about podcasting, actually. Oh. Um, it's called Everybody Has a Podcast by the Brothers McElroy, who have, like, a podcast network, but their most popular podcast is called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's very popular with, like, millennial men. Um. So I've never listened to it actually, but my brother so loves it. So what you're it. saying is
1: you're a millennial man?
0: I, I might as well be. Well, my <laughs> brother loves it. And he was like, hey, you should listen to this. You have a okay. podcast or you should read this book. So I I just started reading it this morning, but it's like pretty interesting so far. It's like nothing I don't know so far, but like I'm at the beginning. So that's interesting. Um, I just finished reading this book by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who wrote Daisy Jones and the Six.
1: Which was you gifted to me? Yeah, fire.
0: Such a good book. Um, so I read it because I like all of her books. She also wrote this book called Evelyn Hugo and her seven husbands or something like that, which is another fire book. So I was like, oh, okay, I like her as an author. And I read this book called Maybe in Another Life, and it's kind of like that movie, uh, Sliding Doors, where like basically the first like couple chapters are about this girl's life, and then like she makes a decision and like the book splits off and then alternates chapters of like if she made this decision, here's what her life would have been like.
1: And oh, if wow. she made this one,
0: it would have been like this. That's crazy. It was really good. So I like how it like alternated between the two stories. Loved that. Um so yeah, now I'm just reading this podcast book. What I've been watching is Anthony Bourdain Parts Unknown. Ugh. I just I've been putting, it, I've seen episodes here and there and I've been wanting to watch the whole thing for a while now, but I've been putting it off because I'm like, I can't travel anywhere. It's just going to make me depressed. Right. But I now finally feel like travel is near enough insight that I can watch it again. It is such a good show.
1: He, he's also such a great host. Yeah. He, yeah, he just, I think had a gift. Um, cause I was talking about it with a few folks and it's like, Travel shows have been around for a very long time, but he had a way of just kind of inviting you in and also getting in with the locals. I feel like he did stuff that, like, normal hosts wouldn't do. And, like, it was all just very manicured and, like, this was a set, but, like, Anthony Bourdain would be, like, on a fishing boat and, like, they would catch a fish and he would... They would, like, slice it open and he would eat it raw. And that's it.
0: And I feel like he it's just so cool. or was just so cool. R.I.P. Miss you. Um, But he was just so cool that like he made it fun and interesting. And it's like, I'm learning about the history of some of these cities, which is usually I could not care less. And it's interesting because of like the references he's making and like how he's tying it to this, you know, friend that he has in the city. Who's like explaining that his personal story or whatever. And he's such a foodie that like, it's very heavily about all the foods that they're eating in all these places. And it's like fascinating. And I am not that adventurous of an eater necessarily. Like I'm certainly not picky, but like it makes me want to be more adventurous. I'm like, yeah, sure. I would try oh, yeah. like Guinea pig. Ooh, like it sounds oh. disgusting, but it's like, you're watching it and he's explaining it in such a way where you're like, it sounds kind of good. <laughs> like,
1: it tastes like chicken. <laughs> Did you watch the Nashville episode
0: yet? So that's one of the ones I had seen before. I Mm. haven't made it to that one like in the series yet, but I did, that was like one of the first episodes I watched. Oh wow. Yeah. And I loved it, but I've been watching like literally from season one, episode one. And so I've seen episodes about like Quebec, about uh, I think the Congo. It's been so good so far. I really want to go all the way through. And then I want to go back to and watch his show before parts unknown that was on the Travel Channel called mm. No Reservations. Oh yeah, yeah. he
1: wrote uh, the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I want to go back and watch that. It's just it's a really good night show to watch because I d- I'll just watch one episode before bed and I'm like I feel like I learned something but I didn't have to pay that close of attention. <laughs> so it's just like
1: I'm just a bit of a deviation from the Kardashians before bed.
0: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also just a relaxing show because it's all yeah. pretty like not monotone, but it's just like one person speaking through most mm-hmm. of the thing and like different videos of like the landscapes. It's just like pretty relaxing. So highly recommend. And then I'm currently listening to my girl, Julia Michaels put out a new album called not in chronological order. And I'm just obsessed with it. Are you a hundred percent?
1: So i have admittedly not listened yet. And I, and, and I'm, a I'm a fan. I'm a fan fan. Maybe. Yeah. Minus the live show, but Stan of the recorded music and I need to listen.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I expected it to be good. All the singles she's put out so far from it, fire. Lie Like This, fire. Like, Tell me how you really feel. I'm obsessed. Uh, I know. I can't help it. Uh, my favorite song is a song called Little Did I Know. And it's, of course, the ballad. But um, she wrote a lot of these songs with J.P. Sachs, who's her boyfriend now. Um, and it's also, like, about their relationship, so it's kind of interesting to hear them, like, write these songs together about each other, but they're so good, and you can, like, clearly tell she's, like, hella in love, which is new for her. Usually she's heartbroken, <laughs> so it's nice.
1: I mean, but she still, like, writes the song so well, even being in love, like, she has the dark side of it, like oh, yeah. the I wish all your exes, like, yeah. all your exes, and... Like the music video is incredible with her eating dinner with all these dead girls because she killed all of his exes.
0: I just love her brain. Like, I just scary place. (laughs) Yeah, kinda. But yeah, that's what I've been currently entertained by. Y'all, that's all we got for you today. Um, We're we're flinging poop here in (laughs)
1: Nashville. So (laughs) come on down. I
0: finally forgot about it, and you had to bring it up again. Now I I didn't forget. Traumatized. We're sorry for talking about the poop, and we're sorry for being a beer, two beers now, deep. Um, but we hope that this entertained you, and we'll be back with another episode later this month.
1: And stay buzzed.
0: Stay buzzed, you guys. Stay vaxxed and relaxed.
1: <laughs> Vaxed and waxed, vaxxed, as I heard. waxed,
0: and relaxed. <laughs> Boom. We're putting that on merch coming to you soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should make vaccinated shirts for the vaxxers
0: no 100 percent. then you could like go out and like not feel so much pressure to like have to wear a mask because you're like i am vaccinated I, I feel
1: like that's like the shirt you wear to go out so you can make out with someone at the bar
0: hot girl summer baby here <laughs> we go
1: <laughs> you gotta get that vaxxed uh, necklace even
0: still like being vaccinated like making out with a random person at a bar i don't know that's going to be the same Not that I was, like, really out there doing that before, but, like, certainly not now. (laughs) Maybe we need keychains. Okay, no, my friend sent me this TikTok. Susan, if you're listening to this, what's up, girl? (laughs) Um, My friend sent me this TikTok of this guy at, a like, some kind of, like, outside park gathering with a lanyard with his laminated... Vaccination card on it, and I was like, "Wait, is this our hot girl summer move? Like, is this what we're doing this summer to like meet guys? Like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Here I am.
1: We need like tour laminates, but like of yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I have no shame. I'll do it.
1: I don't either. <laughs> and like also like it just gives away all the info. Like yeah. I know you want to know my age. Like totally. all of this stuff. Here it Here is. Go. All Got in a card. Would you, know, <laughs> What'd you get a Pfizer,
0: girly? Yeah. <laughs> It's a good talking point, too. I you know. No, it's great. And you weed out the anti-vaxxers. No offense to anyone who's an anti-vaxxer, but sorry.
1: It's yeah. Me. We should have a giant game. Sorry. I'm just going down this hole <laughs> of kickball with Moderna versus Pfizer. <laughs> 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 Beer pong.
0: Yeah. Just forget about Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. And no. Anti-vaxx. Johnson
1: and Johnson gets a <laughs> <the> bench. <laughs> sorry. Sorry if you got that one, guys. <laughs> you should probably sign up for another vaccination appointment. <laughs> jk all right I'm jk i'm sorry that kickball
0: game sounds fun like you like should do that
1: maybe we should do a literally a giant one
0: wait which one did you get again pfizer oh thank god You're so we're on the same team. team yeah yeah of i course. was worried for a second no i know some friends who got moderna and i'm like oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why we need a kickball game
0: yes it would be so funny i i saw this like meme or actually i think it was a tiktok and someone was like going through and they were like Everyone who got Pfizer is like super hot, thinks they're better <laughs> than everyone. Everyone who got Moderna is like super indie, like very into being different, like loves the arts. <laughs> everyone who got Johnson and Johnson is still not feeling <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Johnson and Johnson, it's
1: like you guys can sit out and like bring the water cuz you may clot up on the way. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding if you got that i'm sorry no
0: we still support the johnson, and johnson. yeah it's yeah fully no safe and healthy you're not gonna get a blood clot like the numbers also are just like, we're
1: not qualified to give medical advice so absolutely do not. whatever you want also,
0: would i have turned down a johnson and johnson shot even after finding out the like whole like scandal that was like lasted a day 100 percent, i would still get it so
1: yeah no shoot me up
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I right, sorry about that. Okay, so, so love
0: you guys, mean it. Uh stay buzzed and we'll catch listen. you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.